Donna Scott on board with us, Commissioner of the Summit County Health Department. And Donna, we were just talking last hour, and I don't know if this is getting out of your lane or not, but it was this day, 1991, that Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV. And I mentioned that I pulled over, I was taken back and uneducated in HIV and the AIDS virus and that Magic Johnson was going to pass away in the next couple of weeks. Well, 30 years later, he is still living and doing well. But they brought to mind about the battle of where we are in 2023, maybe in public health, of what you may know about our battle with HIV and AIDS here 30 years later. And we know HIV and AIDS is still out there. But what about that battle, Donna? Do you know anything? Oh, yeah, right. Um, Good morning. Uh, It's a great question because, you know, in all the hubbub of everything else, we sort of forget some of the diseases that have been around and have been, you know, plaguing mankind for years. Um, We have made giant steps in helping people survive HIV AIDS. What we're seeing, excuse me, what we're seeing um, are new therapeutics, medications, drugs that help individuals maintain their lives forever. Um, It is clearly a public health issue. Um, We do everything we can to test, identify, and help individuals stay in treatment so that you can have a very long and fulfilled life. Um, I think when it first hit, it's often been likened to MPOX when, you know, when that first came out, the whole monkeypox, MPOX hit, everybody was saying, here we go again, it's another AIDS epidemic. Um, But I think what we're seeing is this understanding that these things, these diseases, viruses, bacteria are with us, and we need to understand how to treat them. Um, And that's what's happened. We have therapeutics, we have vaccines, um, and as you know, you've heard many, many, I'm sure, conversations around with COVID in the vaccine research it brought us closer and closer to an AIDS vaccine. So we'll have to see, but I can say it is one of the true wins. Um, We are able to identify folks and treat effectively. And Donna, can you expand a little bit uh, on the treatment with HIV virus? Uh, (laughs) You mentioned the word vaccine, not quite there, but talk a little bit about treatment when we talk about HIV. Yeah, we keep folks hooked to connected to care where they can get antivirals. It can be in any form. There's been lots and lots of new products that have hit the line. There's also been, you know, pre-exposure, prophylaxis. There's been any number of products that have come to market, mostly um, thinking of it like hypertensive medications or diabetes meds. It comes in many, many different forms, but it's able to be tailored to an individual's need, and then they're able to continue to stay on those antivirals the rest of their life and have a really normal um, existence. We desperately try to get folks tested for both HIV and Hep C um, to make sure, because they're both very treatable. You just have to know you have them. Donna, when we talk about HIV, and, and again, I know I kind of surprised you with this question, but I guess in general, how prevalent is HIV here in the year 2023? Um, it's still around. The numbers show that it has increased in a few population groups. 
at one point there was great concern for um, Hispanic females, African-American females. There were increases that were happening. And right now we see in general um, that it's not, I would not say anywhere near epidemic proportions, but it is still very much present in our communities. Commissioner of the Summit County Health Department, Donna Skoda, on board with us. Donna, in, in what, two weeks, we're going to get into the full-fledged holiday season. You've got travels, you've got Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's going to be a lot of gatherings. So what are you seeing? You mentioned viruses with COVID and the flu season. What are you seeing on that front? Yeah, we've just kind of seen um, COVID, RSV, flu. They've all sort of been just holding steady. You know, um, interesting enough, last season we had this boom at the beginning where we had this huge uptick. Now we're not seeing that so much. We're seeing consistency. I can tell you we have not seen an increase in flu cases in Ohio. It's been minimal. Um, We haven't either seen hospitalizations. There's been a lot of tests done because people have coughs, colds, you know, symptoms like flu or COVID. So there's been a lot of influenza tests administered. Um, but there have not been that many positives. So I think the the lesson in all of this is they're going to be here. They're going to be gathering with folks. If it's nice outside, it's better to be outdoors. It's better to have an area where there's uh, airflow, a room, if you can open windows, whatever, the ventilation. Um, But really, if you're close inside in cold temperatures, it is important to remember if you don't feel well, stay home. If you think you're sick, um, it's not a bad idea to test. Some people are still asymptomatic with COVID-19. Um, most are not asymptomatic with RSV or influenza. But, you know, I have to say, Ray, it's going to take that common sense approach now. Because and if there are going to be vulnerable folks at your events, I would say wear a mask. And it's the same for air travel. If you're going to be flying, I would be wearing a mask. Yeah, I I was just going to mention that if I was doing any type, especially air travel, when you're in those tubes for at least a couple of hours with that air, I, I, and again, I'm not saying it's a must, but wouldn't you agree, Donna, that that's highly recommended to put a mask on? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you're in a closed area. And when you're in a closed area, you're going to circulate and breathe the same air as everybody else particularly on older aircraft. You know, some of the discount um, airlines buy, like, the old planes from the other carriers, the Mm -hmm. larger ones, like United, Delta, American. And those don't have the same air ventilation systems. Mm. So I would clearly, um, if I were going on an airplane, I'd be wearing a mask. Donna, the one thing that I've seen more and more of, which I think is a positive, is on the masking side, seeing more and more people like in big box stores and such wearing masks. And also I'm hearing a lot more of people testing where maybe a few months back it was completely on the back burner, but I'll talk to some people and they'll say, yeah, wasn't feeling well last week. I tested for COVID and I came up negative. It seems like the testing portion of this battle is starting to come back. Yeah, I hope, I hope folks are catching on because you know, it's a simple procedure. You just test. We, we hand out test kits free. You can come see us, and we'll give you test kits. Just walk in the door on Building A at 1867 West Market, and we'll give you test kits. 
um, so you can have them in your house and use them as you need to. And if you just wake up and you don't feel good or you feel a little sneezy or scratchy, um, take a test. At least you know you don't have COVID. The tests are still very reliable, even with what's circulating right now. Um, I mean, there's always going to be these new variants you're going to read about in the news. It's going to be the XBB1. It's going to be 1.5. It's going to be all of these things are going to come out. But they are monitoring closely whether or not the vaccine still works and whether or not these test kits are still effective. And if you're not feeling well, right, Don? I mean, you've got gathering and you've got aunts and uncles and grandparents coming to the house. Real important because you and I have talked about this. Yes, COVID is a battle, but the flu takes thousands and thousands of lives each and every year in this country. Oh, yeah. Every year about 36,000 people die from the flu. Um, the predominant largest group of them have never been vaccinated, um, which, again, it speaks to the vaccine helping to keep you safe. It's the same with the COVID vaccine, the RSV vaccine. You know, there are very few vaccines that are 100 um, percent. Many, you know, we used to think that, the, you know, for kids that, you know, they didn't ever have to boost an MMR. But now we're saying you boost it in the seventh grade because they need it. You know, we never knew that. But with as time goes on, we learn how long these things last and how effective they are. Donna Skoda with us, Commissioner of the Summit County Health Department. Donna, one more question. I think Gene has one for you from the newsroom. Go ahead, Gene. Yeah, hey, Donna. One quick question. So I got a pneumonia vaccine last year, and then I found out that maybe you're supposed to get a second one, but that not everybody's supposed to get a second one. I wonder, how do you know whether you're one of the ones that's supposed to get the second one or not? Uh, you know, Gene, you asked a million-dollar question, okay? <laughs> it, it's very confusing. And I, I will tell you that I even, in my pneumonia vaccine, had to have um, my physician look at it and say, did I get the right one or didn't I? The problem is there were all these Pneumovax vaccines, okay? And they had like three versions. There was like, I don't know what the numbers were. But people were getting these numbers of vaccine. Then they came back, they decided that through clinical research, and over time and seeing effectiveness, that you should have the one that is the 20, the Pneumovax 20 is what you're supposed to have. So as long as you've had that one, you don't need any more. Oh, okay. So I guess um, I need to call Walgreens and find out which one they gave me. Yes. Okay. And to talk um, to your physician about your risk factors and what you might need. Um, because right now we're in that weird area between their switching and it's hard to know. I mean, it's an excellent question because people sit there and scratch their head and like, do I need one or two? Um, and it really depends on which one you had to begin with.